0: Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries, Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we wanna thank you for allowing those who have joined this week's podcast. We pray for the Gray Prather family. We pray the blood of Jesus over pancreatic cancer. We pray that your word will go forward It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the mighty God, Jesus Christ. Amen. Robin Prather was the daughter of my JV basketball coach, ER Doc Gray, and she lost her battle with pancreatic cancer this week. This podcast is dedicated to Robin Gray Prather. This week, I want to talk about the eight prophecies of Jesus' birth. The chances of Jesus fulfilling all of the prophecies about him have been calculated to 10 to the 17th power. That's 10 followed by 17 zeros. Skeptics continue to doubt the authenticity of Jesus even though what is truly astonishing is that the degree of accuracy of the prophecy must match the degree of fulfillment. For example, one of the prophecies is that he would be born in Bethlehem. Each one of you listening to my voice was born somewhere. What are the chances someone would predict where you would be born 100 years ago? How about 200 years ago? Or to put it another way, would you be able to predict what city your great-great-great-grandchild would be born? What are the chances you would be correct? Micah 5 and 2 says... But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you were small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. My friends, regardless of how the people of Israel view Jesus, he is their ruler. Most just don't know it or refuse to admit it. In the B part of the verse, which says whose origins are from old, from ancient times, we know that Jesus came from Bethlehem, but his beginnings are from eternity past. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, as written in Revelation 22:13. There was never a time that Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, did not exist. In Genesis 12 and 3, God raised up his servant Abraham, telling him, I will bless those who bless you And whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. My Christian friends, God's promises are true. Every empire that has cursed God's chosen people has failed. The Greeks desecrated the altar of the Jewish temple, and the Romans conquered them. When the Romans destroyed Jerusalem, they quickly fell. Hitler's Germany was defeated after the Holocaust, but the United States has maintained relations with Israel, and continues to be blessed. God promises that all the earth would be blessed because of the seed in Abraham. So this means that the Savior of the world had to come through the lineage of Abraham. Matthew's gospel begins with tracing the genealogy of Jesus through Abraham. So let's recap. The Messiah has to be born in Bethlehem through the lineage of Abraham. As a side note in Matthew's genealogy, found in Matthew 1 verses 2 through 16, four women are mentioned. The tracing of ancestors for Jews almost always included only men. Judah had a widowed daughter-in-law named Tamar who dressed as a harlot to seduce Judah. You may read that story in Genesis 38. She became pregnant and would have twins, Perez and Zerah. Rahab was a Gentile prostitute who God saved in Joshua 2 and Joshua 6:22 through 23. Ruth was from Moab, a Gentile, but converted to the covenant of Israel in Ruth 1. Bathsheba is mentioned as her who had been the wife of Uriah in Matthew 1 and 6. So why would these four women be mentioned? They are each examples of God's grace. No matter where you come from, God can use you to accomplish his purpose. God repeats his covenant through Isaac in Genesis 17 and 19, that he would establish an everlasting covenant with him and his descendants. Isaac was born as the child of promise to Abraham and Sarah when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90. Prior to his birth, Ishmael was Abraham's firstborn, but he was born to Sarah's handmaiden, Hagar. Although God promised to bless Ishmael and his descendants, the promise of God to bless Abraham's seed came through Isaac. The children of promise in the New Testament are those who are born again by faith in Jesus Christ, thus fulfilling the prophecy. God repeats for the third time the covenant he made with Abraham and Isaac by echoing the promise to Isaac's son, Jacob in Genesis twenty eight fourteen, which reads, Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. My Christian comrades, Jacob certainly expanded the Gene Pool by fathering twelve sons by four different women. But it was his fourth son, Judah, who Leah bared, that was to be the line that led to Jesus. As Jacob was about to die, he gathered his sons together in Genesis 49 to prophesy to them. In verses 8-12, through Jacob says this, Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Jacob also predicts his descendants will bow down before Judah's descendants. That descendant was Jesus. Jesus is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, In Revelation 5 and 5, which is a direct reference to Jacob's words in Genesis 49 and 9, the kings of Israel will come from Judah's tribe that would lead them to great power, David, Solomon, and finally Jesus, as the scepter comes through Judah, as written in Genesis 49 and 10. In 2 Samuel 7 verses 12 and 13, the prophet Nathan relays God's message to David, saying, When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Solomon would build the temple, and the house of David ruled Israel for over four centuries. But for the last 2,000 years, King Jesus has ruled the hearts and minds of those who would allow him to be king over their lives. This prophecy eliminates those who claim to be the Messiah but cannot pass the royal background check. The prophecy that a virgin will give birth is the most difficult concept in the Bible. It totally goes against what has been taught in school about conception. Commentators have tried to explain it and science cannot explain it. God uses the prophet Isaiah to speak these words to King Ahaz in Isaiah 7.14. It reads, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. The prophecy was fulfilled in Luke 1.35 when the angel answered Mary saying, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. My friends, an impostor may be born in Bethlehem, and he may be a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, and David, but this prophecy stops all impostors. The virgin birth eliminates all fakers. A birth certificate may leave off a father's name, but there is a father. So the virgin birth is a one-time event in history, unique to Christianity. The last prophecy we will examine is the prophecy that the Messiah will end up in Egypt. Hosea 11 and 1 says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Israel I called my son. Folks, Herod the Great had found out that the Messiah had been born from wise men from the East. Herod asked the wise men to return to him after they find Jesus. But the wise men visit Jesus and leave without informing Herod. This angers the king, and so he orders every male child to be killed under the age of two. An angel came to Joseph in a dream with instructions to take Jesus to Egypt. They departed that night. Meanwhile, Herod was killing infants. Joseph stayed in Egypt until Herod died. My Christian companions, when God has a plan for your life, there is nothing the enemy can do. It is Joseph's obedience that saves his family. When you put all these prophecies together about the birth of Jesus, you realize that for a man to fulfill just these eight prophecies, the chances are astronomical. The reason I am skeptical about those who claim to be Jesus, and there have been many, is because the prophecy has already been fulfilled about his birth. My friends, I pray that you will enjoy friends, family, travel, and time away from work. But my main prayer for you is to remember why we are celebrating the birth of the Messiah. We celebrate because Jesus is the only one who could have fulfilled the predictions, and he did. Will you put your trust in the only one whose name the Son of God? Pray this prayer with me. Father, I thank you for this season, not for the gifts or the trappings of commercial Christmas, but for the recognition that the King of Glory was born so that he could take away the sins of the world, but only if you accept his gift of clearing the sin debt. We pray that someone listening to this podcast will accept that gift. In the name of the beloved Son of God, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello greatministries.org please continue to pray for great ministries and share us with your friends your family, your loved ones and the unsaved this ministry is supported by friends like you if you'd like to donate to us go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button you may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654 Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or call us at 678 678 693-2204 693-2204 Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.